Orange Rumble, ladies and gentlemen, Giants fans, hopefully you're still fans. Welcome to our special pre-grand final, if we can get it up. And I use that phrase advisedly, if we can get it up in time before the grand final. Uh, this is a never surrender by the squinters. Look at what the fucks just happened in the past four weeks. And also what might happen in the next six hours. Six hours. My name is Needles the Renaissance Man. Had 82 vote two votes gone the other way yesterday evening. I would have been described myself as Needles, a political animal. But politics is a mug game. And who cares? I am the Renaissance Man and happy to be it. I have with us, with me, on the other side of the Zoom call, uh, Sparrow. <laughs> but he hasn't put his Wallabies hat on. He's kept his Giants hat on because he maintains the faith for at least the next 30 minutes. Welcome, mate. How's your four and a half weeks been? Oh, it's been um, lively. It's been up and down, um, particularly down this last week, given the developments. But I'm on so excited to be here to unpack. And um, I'm always the eternal optimist, so hopefully we can uh, lift the spirits of the community. The eternal and, um, optimist sounds a bit grumpy. <laughs> try to uh, just get get inside the boys' minds and see what's actually been going on and unpack this season because, uh, yeah, it, it, something's not quite right. And below us, Bartman, with the beautiful, as I've forgotten, giant squintlet, baby. Yeah. Yeah, mate, how are you? Small window, sharp haircut. Thank you. Uh, just, I'm just happy my Zoom call is um, able to make it out of the ring of steel. Uh, maybe there is something to this NBN that we've been fucking suffering through after all. But uh, I'm glad you can hear me loud and clear. Obviously, I share uh, Sparrow's concerns about internal rumblings at the Giants over the last few weeks. Obviously, some of that's been overshadowed from down here south of the border by the fact that uh, we're basically living in a police state and can't leave our homes. So uh, hopefully, though, that's going to change soon. Yeah, And the, the grand final later today will be a, a pleasing spectacle for those of us subjected to uh, a protracted lockdown. And we can get to the bottom of what the fuck's going on. What's in the name French, of baby. all is going on? Uh, is going on with Hamish. the uh, culture, the environment, whatever else it is uh, down at Giants HQ. Mm. Brilliant. And um, I just, before we, we crack in, I would like to apologise for our loyal and fabulous listeners, um, mm. we haven't done a pod for some time. I think, I think we we did the Melbourne game. I can't quite remember, but there's obviously been a bit of a Megatron sulk at the way. Yeah, Melbourne the last going. game. Yeah, Melbourne. Sometimes was the last you game, pod best by saying nothing at all. Needle. Yeah, I yeah, think absolutely. That's the, uh, we didn't that's do the last the attitude game. We wanted to. Convey we didn't do the last you. game. So we, I, it was a massive dummy spit. I apologise, yeah. not for myself because I put in, but for Sparrow. And Growler and Coco, who are <laughs> apparently other hosts who couldn't just be fucked. I even, I even put in a few. Oh, so, that's right. I'm really That's busy. right. Growler was moving. Who's doing it? <laughs> but um, I would like to say moving. from the campaign, I was, mm. gonna, I was given this, Ooh. which is a... Oh, yeah. It's a 2013 Giants jumper with all the names, all the names of the team at the time. They've been signed. They're not real signatures. They're sort of like ironed on signatures. But as far as we can yeah. tell... And this is a silky segue. I think three names from what this 2013 jumper would still be signatures for the 2021 season. 
Yeah, the rest um, of them play for Carlton. Yeah, and the other yeah. thing that I'll mention before we is go Thomas on, Bug on there. I had a, a quick call from Sebo, our number one political uh, listener and Giants fan, who did say There's that. Coping. And particularly what just happened with my election result as well is that 2020 is a Mickey Mouse year and no one gives a fuck. Yep. So it doesn't matter. So we yeah, I think we get. Yeah. We don't have to worry. But no. So Mickey Mouse year. Who wants to go first? Who wants to lead the kick and we'll forget about the last game. That was shit. We showed nothing. We lost against Melbourne. Yeah. Against the last oh, game. look, season 2020 is done. Yeah, uh, it's off-season 2020 that's got me worried now, Needles. So I think uh, we need to dive straight into... WTF, who's, who's, who's got their hands on the money bags at Giants HQ and why are all the stars running out the door? I'm not hey, a hey, financial hey. whiz. We might get Bruce, the sauerkraut. He might be coming. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, no, look, look, that's good. Um, that was a pleasing headline. Uh, <laughs> we, we lack some tall timber. I'm sure Sparrow will be happy with that. Mm. Uh, getting you know, a, you know a big my man thoughts in. on Rucks? Most important yeah. role. We, Most we, important role in the team. We and have got on and off the field, right, Sparrow? From Romac, <laughs> is right. hopefully the message from the Squinners is fuck you, Jezza. So I don't know if that'll take us anywhere. But, um, <laughs> do we want to start with that should have been your ex, opening. my ex-favourite player, Zach Williams? Oh. Um, he left early. Sure did. Well, Look, uh, just, just before, we, before we move too quickly, is there a chance that we could actually throw more money at him to entice him back with Jezza's... Big contract, no longer an issue. Yeah, is, is that is how it, it works, or is it is, once you say these things signed? Yeah, mm. where are we at? I thought free agency doesn't open up until this week, so they can't f- formally sign things. But yeah. again, I don't actually know any anything about this whole process, so <laughs> it's just wild speculation on my part. No, which is the point. I assume that he'll be able to come back, and we should be fine. Unfiltered yeah. and uninformed. Because so we did have some correspondence. We did have some correspondence from our LA fan base, which which I understand which to strong. be burgeoning these well, days. Yes, a- one of absolutely. our stronger offshore we, fan bases. Up there with Vanuatu. Really no, good that you right. mentioned that because we, we've got two pieces of Coro that we'll have to get to before we go. Well, one is another novel from Ragnar Lothbrok that we couldn't get to in our second last... Well, what was our last <laughs> show that should have been the second last pod? Um, two pieces of Coro would be a record for the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast, it's huge. It? It's huge if true. And also... One from Nick Osmo. This is both from very early in this first week of September. So it's pretty relevant. Um, Nick Osmo and Ragnar Loth. Well, actually, I'll, I'll go to Nick because he brings up a stuff that we were going to talk about. Uh, hey, boys, this is Nico out of the LA Giants fan base. Wanted to get the input from the inner circle on the Giants path with without Jezza at the end of the year. Mm. If he gets re-signed or contracted to Geelong, Carlton, Essendon, etc. For that matter, Zachy Williams is up, who I think may be a bigger loss for GWS. Then there are yep. others like Dorse, DeBoer, Lloyd, Shaw, Mummy, uh, Cum King, Haitley. He spelt Cum King, C-O-M-K-I-N-G, which is very strong. Um, <laughs> what do you see as the roadmap? Yeah. Are there any other players out of contract elsewhere the Giants should go for? Cheers, Nico. Nico, thank you for setting up our entire conversation. Thanks, uh, Nick. So Shout out to the LA Giants. Absolutely. Squinters. Uh, West Coast. Zach, I mean, I actually think Zach Williams is a bigger loss for GWS. I never saw, like, Jeremy Cameron is an unreal footballer, but he was, he only took games by the scruff of the neck after we'd already taken them by the scruff of the neck. He just scruffed them harder. I I wouldn't be, 
I didn't ever see or remember. And I could be wrong. Jezza <laughs> bringing us back from nowhere. That's an outrageous. Oh, yeah, that's an sorry. outrageous statement. Well, he kicked his ten goals against. Gone out on there. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, like, he's not the big Mark Pat breaking thing. He gets the ball out over the back. Uh, like when well, the I think, yeah, look, I think well. the, the the game style we played this year probably, and you know, you know my thoughts on the whole idea that there's such a thing as a game style, but to the extent that I believe that there is one, I don't think we played in a way that really benefited Jeremy's. Um, Strongest attributes, put it that way. Um, you see, as I, I think, um, getting an insight isolating him deep forward, one on one, he is uh, he's a better than 50 50 chance of taking the yeah. mark, and he's also got a great set shot. And in, the, in an era when not just key forwards but players across the park are just woeful at set shots, like if they miss, they don't just they don't just scrape the post, they fucking miss all four posts. Um, he's someone who was. You know, I always felt mm. pretty reliable, reliably was going to get close, if not kick a goal from outside 50 on an angle. So, um, yeah. you know, the poor bloke was finding himself down on half-back flanks trying to get a possession late in the season. And the, the service that was coming in wasn't great. And when it, when it was high enough and deep enough, it was him and Harry and someone else all jumping at yeah. the same time. Like, There's a, yep. there a number of issues. So uh, it's a massive positive he's leaving. I mean, basically, our, our, our game style doesn't suit Jezza, and it was a waste mm. of money keeping him. So, see you, Jezza. And also, well, I, mean, I think it's... I'm it's one really, way to look at it. I'm really, really comfortable with getting or letting go um, or having to be forced yeah. to let go an eight-times goal-kicking champion for um, a, 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 a guy who has looked like he, he put three or four very good games together in his first season, second, you know, uh, Riccardi, good footballer. Oh. Four games mm. is not necessarily what you'd stick your next five years of forward dominance on. Yeah, but the good thing about Riccardi is Needles is he's, he's part of this movement, which I, I feel I've been championing for some time, which is he's a mature age recruit. So he's played at the VFL level for a number of years and dominated. Like, this is the type of guy that should be getting picked up by AFL clubs much more frequently like, than the bloody pimply 18-year-old kid. Like, every now and then that works out for you. Jezza would be a case in point. But... I think in Riccardi, we've got someone who, whose development at the AFL level will be fast-tracked because of his background. Yeah, So, I agree. I, I, agree. I think I feel Let's, better about Jezza leaving with knowing that we've got Riccardi there. I don't think we yeah, necessarily look, need to chase a, another key forward on the, on the market. And I don't yeah, want Ben that, Brown. We don't want Ben Brown. Agreed. Half it would be nice. I'd take him in, oh, yeah. in a trade. And Rad, the big rat, he maybe could be handy, particularly in the ruck. But, yeah, I... It's four games to get excited by with Riccardi might be a bit much, but he certainly is showing potential. But this is a good segue into Hodgie's article, which someone posted on the thread. He uh, said yes. that he was making the point that when, when Buddy left the Hawks, it made their, their forward line much, uh, much less predictable. And, mm. and, so, and like this year, you, yeah, you'd have to say that, yeah, your best defender will go to Jezza every time. What happens next year? You got Riccardi, you got Harry, you got um, the doors, and you got our small forwards. Um, you know, it does does totally change the dynamic and um, make us less predictable. So yeah, it could be and when, a, could be and when Buddy problem. and when Buddy left Hawthorne, they went on to win that extra one more premiership. Yep. Yeah, I mean, one, that's three what we need. One would be nice. They were able to win one without him, which was great. 
for that unpredictability. I'm I am worried about Zach Williams though because he's come from Naranda. He was part of the Giants Academy. I don't. I think that's. I mean, they're both. I think big losses for culture as well as unreal talent. Yeah. Like, I would have thought Zach Williams would be fairly up to just stay with the Giants because of what they've given him and what he's given us. Jeremy, mm. because he was there for ages and you think he'd stick fat, but you can kind of understand if you wanted to go back and fish, then Geelong's a good place to do it and you're a bit closer to wherever that little town is that he comes from. But fucking, what are, where are we for, yeah. for original? That was the kick in the guts for me that, our, you know, our, a really good foundation player who was the heart and soul of the club, you know, who had a good life in Sydney. He would go fishing every day of the week. Um, you know, and when, the, when he was when his first contract came up, his dad said, no, don't be stupid, re-sign straight away. I just thought I never could see him leaving and then he's gone. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm similarly disillusioned, Sparrow, and I don't know about you guys, but I've, I'm, I'm always cynical about the... Oh, I want to move back to be closer to family, or you know, it was nice. time to go back to Victoria after. You ever hear the Melbourne Storm saying that? Oh God! Like on the one hand, you know, you've got blokes like Buddy saying the the anonymity relative to Melbourne in Sydney yeah. is a blessing, uh, and I mean, what twenty seven year old bloke, you know, really wants to go to Geelong? Needs his family to be just down the road. Like, I mean, look, I don't want to. Everyone's got their own situations going on, but yeah. I just think it's it's in the lockdown era. Yes, I get it. It's been it's yeah. been a t- trying year for a lot of people trying to cross that border. But in a broader sense, it's just a, it's a, it's an argument of Bullshit. convenience. It just allows you to put something on the press conference that's other than I didn't want to play here anymore. Slash um, the other p- place was offering me more money. Slash I think they're closer to winning a flag. Like I don't know why players are. are not upfront about saying those things more often. I don't need you to like piss in my pocket about I want to be <laughs> closer to home and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like we all know it's bullshit, mate. Mm. But Jezza, and especially what about the press um, settling in a city? He is a genuine. No. Get me out. Look, he likes his camping. Is, he likes his. Yeah. He's not going he's to a city. He's fishing. going to Geelong. Geelong call themselves a city. I know, hard <laughs> to believe, but you know, it's a it's thriving down there. It's bustling. So yeah, I, so, I, but, I just I, I don't think you can have you can say oh like what's he just been suffering in Sydney for the last nine years like it's just been yeah hell oh he's had a great life oh, yeah definitely exactly right yeah if if there's anyway, another article about giant exodus or giant move or some oh giant, wait I was just ready I'm gonna throw my boomerang oh, out the window exodus just at giant my cat. exodus that's a beautiful. And that is a nice segue to that comment that we had posted on our forum earlier from the Giants fan page. Yes. Uh, I can't remember her name, who was like, maybe part of why our players leave uh, is that they are sick of being treated differently or, or, or less well. You want to read it? Umpires, fans. And, yeah, please do. Possibly controversial. This is Julie Williams, huge fan of the Good pod. from Julie. Long-term hey, Julie. listener of the, fans of the podcast, I assume. Shout Possibly controversial, us. but do you think some of our players are leaving because they'll be treated with more respect by the umpires, AFL officials, and the media? Question mark. Just a thought. Wink. Uh, well, and the com- add, the, add the commentators to that. I suppose they come under media, but I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Well said, Jules. Yeah. Balance. Definite anti-Giants bias amongst uh, so-called foundation Melbourne clubs and people who feel that they represent those clubs. I feel How about, it. I'm um, sure the players feel it. 
What's old mate's name on from North Melbourne? Uh, he's on oh, my, he's on Fox Footy. Grayshaw. Yeah, his first first statement was uh, something like, "Free agency's broken." Um, you know, we've set up this club, the GWS. We've set set them up, and they're fucked. And oh, mate, just the the negative vibe out of Melbourne. Jesus, can we? Is just there a put, problem? Yeah, can we so, just put everyone's put everyone's fears at rest down here in the Ring of Steel? GWS <laughs> is not the basket case that the Gold Coast was. Okay, let's just put Absolutely. that to bed. This is not Gold Coast 2.0. No, it's yet. a much better run club. Come yeah. on, Needles. Scotty Patton yeah. provides very good yeah. balance uh, on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. thank you, Scotty. So shout out to you, Scotty. Yeah. Um, it was making the point we've still got Kelly. He's re-signed. We, we, uh, who's our Nick Haynes? He re-signed this year. We All got, Australian. Um, Cogs. We've got Toby. We've got Toby. Um, you know, there's, there's a pretty solid core we've still got. We've got Tommy Green coming up through the ranks. Um, Petrol. 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 Yeah, Petrol. Provided the early season goals this year that JC couldn't provide. Yeah, but so but who's left is Zach Landon. Zach Langdon wants to go back to West Australia. Jai Cord. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. been. He hasn't had a great, That's great fine. season. And Jackson Haitley. And then we're going to keep. What was the other young guy in that? You know that triumvirate that we Xavier. thought we're going to lose. Yeah, Xavier O'Halloran. So he's only been there for a year, hasn't he? Two. Well, the other two have only been there for two. They were all 2018 drafts, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hately and Caldwell. I think anyway. I think Caldwell could be a could bite us in the ass. But as I said, he's winning he's going to Essendon. three from eleven. So. Is he going to yeah, Essendon? Good luck for us. Oh, so, was it Essendon he's going to Sparrow? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So oh. you, can't be, you can't make the argument that it's a culture or, uh, or, or sort of well-run point of view that he's leaving for. Yeah. You're going out of the bloody fire, fry pan into the fire of uh, shit culture there. So can we just put Shout the mind through the culture being a problem or are we, are we, are we concerned that... Jace McCarthy's just uh, gutting the joint. What's what's going on? Are we, are we worried? Are we worried about Leon and the, the vibe that he's given in the dressing room? Are we worried about Cogs as captain? Are we worried about the guys that make the sandwiches for lunch? What's Is everything hunky-dory or not? Uh, look, I don't think hunky-dory. Um, but I don't think totally fucked either. So... In there, there's a large grey zone in there which where things can go either way. And so much of culture and you know feeling and stuff hinges on results it's a results driven enterprise if we have a good year the boys will be up and about everyone will be like oh the culture's amazing blah 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 which it wasn't which it was last year yeah everything was attributed to the culture exactly so it's a very fickle concept for me um but but maybe maybe just maybe we're underestimating how devastating that grand final loss was. Yeah, and I'd be it, on that. Yeah, it, it it just it did damage us psychologically. When we when we when we met adversity this year, we crumbled. We would we were like you look at um, you look at Melbourne Storm, you look at the Richmond Tigers, you look at the Cats. You know the, the teams that have performed well. Those you know the netball teams. They've all done it living out of a suitcase. And, you know, you're with your team 24 hours a day and um, and it's not ideal for everyone. But 
um, you know, it is yeah. it is a shit situation, and and our guys absolutely crumbled. I was trying to think about the highlights of the season, and it was the first Cats game, which we dominated. Yeah, everyone forgets football. about that. That was a great game. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I haven't. Forgotten and then the Richmond game. Best. Richmond yeah. game, and then possibly the latter part of the West Coast game, and then obviously the Freo game. We started to get on a roll, and that's it. I, I couldn't couldn't get any more highlights. So yeah, we were. I we think had, worryingly for me, Sparrow, was we didn't just crumble in the face of adversity, but we crumbled in the face of mediocrity as well, which was. Uh, yeah. You know, go over to Adelaide and get pants by the worst team in the comp. You know, yep. lose to Melbourne, who's who's like confidence, who are in crisis mode. You know, yeah, that was a dignity stripper. Yeah, hmm. that's that's a very good term for it, a dignity stripper. So, uh, yeah, it's so it's a, a lot, lot, of, year, lot of um, a lot to yeah, a lot to um, hopefully. Uh, a lot of answers can be made over the preseason, and hopefully we can hit the ground running next year. But this I mean, year it, has just it, been... It's more interesting to discuss losses because you've got more to discuss about, but we do have less <laughs> listeners than during a winning season. From what I can tell from the <laughs> numbers, <laughs> people like to get on board. But I mean, I like to read all the media when we win, and I'm not up for it <laughs> um, post-defeat. Like, yeah. yeah, I just quickly... Before, I mean, I'll, this is... Obviously, this is Ragnar Lothbrok's other other email that we didn't get to before we discussed the Melbourne game and we didn't get to because we didn't discuss the game after that. Um, and I'll quickly skim through it because he put the effort in, so we should certainly acknowledge it and say, well played, Ragnar. Thanks, Rags. We will Thanks, Rags. obviously eventually... Keep them coming, mate. The novels. Get, keep we'll them get coming. you in on the guest slot next year. Punch them out. Um, yeah, and then we will have a, a quick kind of wrap up about thoughts and disappointments as a general, and then go to predictions about the grand final. Uh, hey, about guys, a little game of football later on today. So he did this just before the um, uh, Canelio was uh, managed or cut or whatever. Seems the GWS hierarchy has listened to your podcast and my input. It's well played by that. <laughs> Obviously, they told Cogs before the game, not in any circumstances, he used his left foot. And what do you know? He uses his left slipper. And not only did he use it coming out of the back line into the corridor, but it made the match highlights and the Crows aptly kicked the goal. Well, now he's dropped. In all seriousness, no, I believe he told the club not to put his name down as managed, but to simply put omitted. Now, this is where I think he's leading by example off field and taking it on the chin. Just need the infield stuff to click for the big fella. His best use of football for us, I believe, was when he was used as a run with midfielder who played an accountable role not only restricting the opposition's playmakers, but also winning his own ball at the same time. Only issue with that is I would that, agree with uh, that, Rags. Well, he's, he's, yeah, he's, we, yeah, now we have the ex-Frio Dutch clan who was in the top three in the league at this. Maybe Cogs needs to dust off the record player and snap on some cold play. Uh, well, maybe they need to put Rags... Maybe Rags makes a very good point. Maybe at training during the week, uh, Cogs just has to, you know, shadow the Dutch clamp and figure out how do I, you know, how do I exist as a second clamp man in this team? Give me some tips, you know. <laughs> what are you doing? Which part of his jumper do you grab? How do you trip him without the umpire seeing? How do you go the surreptitious squirrel grip, you know, at the bottom of a pack? Teach me, Dutch clamp. I've lost it. And I'm assuming he's listening to that. So there you go. <laughs> get, get on board. Now, this is just a really interesting bit of Ragnar's email because he predicts the future, but we're already in the future that he was predicting. So 
we're going uh, back to the past to read his prediction of the future. He made this in sort of early September. It's like the sports almanac in Back to the Future 2. Oh, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. If we go back now and put some money on. Um, yeah, I'm Marty McFly, <laughs> Ragnar Biff. <laughs> I'm the bit, yeah. That's a good concept. Other players that may leave. Last week I covered the draft class of 2018. This week I'll look at some more of our experienced players who there's been some trade talk about. Harry Petrel Perryman won't leave unless Leon Cameron departs. Perryman is Leon Cameron's love child and still won't be let yeah. go. Tracking very nicely, still only 50 games into his career. Good call. Jeremy Finlayson, gone. Simply wrong, wrong Jeremy. Simply now Riccardi, wrong, Ron. Uh, now Riccardi is in the best 2020. Best 22, there's no room for him. We'll get lots more money at another club. Zach Williams. I think money will win out. Apparently, North is going to open the war chest again and may just get lucky or not, North Melbourne. I think he will be signed on a five-year, 800K per year contract. Probably double what we can offer him. Where's he going? He's going to Carlton. Oh, yeah. Attention, GWS recruiting staff. Onto the draft. Now we've already traded out our first round pick for the upcoming draft. That lies with Adelaide. Somehow, I don't think we will get it back for Jackson Haitley. Probably be in the mid-20s range unless it becomes a bidding war for him. This year, it's a compromise. Is still Ragnar? Yeah, yeah and still Ragnar. can I just ask, did we give up a first round draft pick for Source Jacobs? Ooh. Is that why Adelaide owns that? Or is it a complex three or four-way trade that saw that? Didn't he come on a free or something? Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Didn't mean no, to... that's okay. Well, this, it all gets a little bit complicated and talks about draft picks and stuff. And maybe I might just... My plan of attack is top talent like we have over our whole history and don't trade up to get high up in the draft order. Not this year. It's too unknown. Um, mm. There's been no Victorian underage football played this year, so it'll be a bit of a lucky dip. A lot mm. of the players at the top end of this year's draft are already tied to other clubs. Mm. Oh, that's okay. That sounds imminently sensible for a fucking Viking. Well played. Thanks, Ragnar. Target role players who we can get further down the draft order and won't have to pay as much in the future, but it just is integral. Plenty of talent under the age of 21. Don't need to load up with more right now. Well, we've lost six. Um, especially the compromised <laughs> nature of the upcoming draft. Might be able to find a diamond in the rough like Jake Riccardi is <coughs> hungrier than new draftees as he's been overlooked on draft day already. Just my thoughts. Keep the pod cranking, the cold play blazing and never surrender. We'll try. I actually think that, that is some very, very intelligent input. Look, it, it makes me think, uh, Needles, if we took the time to write our thoughts down before we started podcasting, <laughs> we might also come across as uh, informed, engaged. We'd ruin the magic. Considered. And that's it. Yeah, it would. Spontaneity. But that's why it's so important to have someone like Ragnar writing in and bringing that, that dimension to our show. So Keeping thanks, Ragnar. It's a fan-based show. Yeah. Mm. Um, final, I mean, I guess let, because we're doing short and sharp and sweet, final thoughts mm. on where we're at after what's happened. Can I just quickly feed in Dave Matthews' uh, uh, letter out to the members yesterday? He just wanted to make the point. We well, made a couple of good points. He, he, he gave a shout out to uh, Stevie J coming in for, as a coach. That's awesome oh, that's acquisition, good. obviously. Yeah, again, forgot about that. Massive. Obviously, lost Lenny Everything's Hayes. Better. Culture. Everything's better. The culture, culture. will be amazing. It'll be serious. He did another shout out to his shore leading. Obviously, that's a big loss for the, oh, yeah. for the culture, culture, culture. He wasn't. But he did cut. say, "Hey, yeah, yeah." He listed. He was cut. He By was the way, we got ten minutes before my Zoom runs out. So. Cutting the joint. Okay. He was just saying that ultimately the mark of a powerful club is how you respond to challenges. Well, that didn't work for us this year. And it's worth remembering that in 2018, Dylan Shield, Tom Scully, Rory Lobb, and Will Setterfield left their football club 
less than 12 months later, we were playing off in a grand final. So Dave, I think they've nice, measured, sensible, settling the fans down words. And I appreciate it as a fan myself. Yeah. I mean, none of those players was Jeremy Cameron, but still. Or Zach Williams. Dylan Shield's not bad. Well, Dylan Shield was Dylan Shield at that time. He's, you know, now he's like, oh, Dylan Shield. But at the time... Yeah, he was good back then. He was good, yeah. Dylan Samurai so, Shield. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, final thoughts. Well, um, I'm going for Geelong today, despite the fact that... Um, oh, no, we're moving on, right? Oh, yeah, stolen that... <laughs> oh, you want final thoughts of the Giants? Yeah, or we'll leave yeah. it with Dave Matthews. Everyone relax, we'll be right, time will tell, yeah. and we'll have brilliant hindsight in two years' time. I just hope there's a vaccine and the guys can be uh, bunkered down, down at Homebush next year and not in the bubble on the Gold Coast so that they can actually mm. get back to doing what they do well. And I hope if Jeremy Cameron does go to Geelong, we get something uh, worth getting in exchange mm. for him, uh, whether that's Parfit. a player of the likes of Brandon Parfit and a first-rounder or two first-rounders, because they have three. Mm. Uh, we need to be, well, we will be well compensated. And that is exciting if we, if we use that well. I'd like to get players, not trade, not um, not picks personally. Well, I'd like a bit of both. I'd like one. I think mm. that's ideally you get an established player who's good, and another pick. Mm. That way, you're uh, hedging your bets. Hedging exactly. Who's on the table? Uh, Parfit is out of contract, and although his manager is, I mean, as you said, yeah, of course he's, he's, he's going to play that of a grand final. But, yeah, but Parfit's really good. The other one is, and yeah. he's a he's a Northern Territory boy. Um, and the other one is Radicalia, who's from the Riverina. He can play the ruck, play forward, big unit. Yeah, uh, and he's always about a favourite. Radicalia, I think he's a bit like mm. when Roy Nashi used to call Brad Fitler. They used to describe him as about to cut loose. Radicalia always looked like he's about to take. Yeah, the game just, but just never actually apart. did cut loose. But the balls don't stick in his hands. But, yeah. Well, if we weren't getting Proust, I'd be much more excited because I can see oh, him and Mummy just sauerkraut, yeah, tearing tearing uh, blokes apart. Imagine Mumford and Radigalia as your opposing Ruckmans. Yeah. That would just be a painful day mm. in the office. But, yeah, I think if we can land Parfit, I'll be stoked. And there's another guy, Jordan, I think Jordan Clark or something, he's, but he's, he's um, penciled in for going back to WA. From yeah, which from Geelong, he will yeah. never will never return from the way uh, Mark McGowan's managing the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> he will never be whittled yeah. out. Well, he will come out. He'll just need a West Australian passport. That's fine. I'm sure the AFL's sorting that out as we constitutionally speak. impossible. Unfortunately, they uh, they sign the document, they can't get out of it unless they go to war. Yeah. Cop that, McGowan. Yeah, fuck you. Um, yeah. Yeah, what we're we talking about. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to find out what, what did what did Squinners think. There was a poll, wasn't it, about cats or the tigers? And generally, it was the tigers who got most of the yeah. fans. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ill will directed towards the cats there on was. the basis that they are JC's uh, preferred destination, and uh, also um, a bit of distaste for Joel Selwood, the way he goes about things. Also, Gaz, Field. yeah, the way he's conducted <laughs> yeah. himself and Dangerfield. Flogs, I think they were called. Yeah, there was a the, bunch that of word was thrown around. It was thrown around. Yeah. Well, it just, mate, do you see their outfits at the Cyber Brownlow? 
oh, that, no, I didn't. Oh, look, Danger was in a white three-piece, oh. no socks and leather brogues. I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Like, I respect <laughs> that big Needles, time. we all know you would have loved this, this <laughs> girl. You should it. look it up, mate. Yeah. Just saying. You've always been a sharp dresser. But uh, um, oh, Tom Hawkins was wearing this yeah, blue suit, but then shirt with no buttons. Like It was like a T-shirt mm. with a collar. I think friend of the podcast, Gary Birch, who, oh, sorry, Birchie, who we've had on here as a Carlton tragic, would call it a shacket. <laughs> uh, halfway between a shirt and a jacket. Coco, anyway, that was a bit odd. Coco was yeah. a little bit. He was. I thought he 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 went. Um, he was a bit relaxed about the cats. Didn't tell us what he really thought. I understand Ablett's mm. got a sick kid and he's an old champ. But spare me the fairy tale. He took the cash, ran the sons into the ground, and as a horrible captain, and then returned to Geelong when he wanted to. He's made all the moves himself for himself. Spare me. <laughs> yeah, sums it up nicely. Go go unleashes. Romac, Romac of the fuck Jezza. Um, comment. I wish Jezza and the cats nothing but heartbreak for a long time, and that got a couple of laughs and a couple of hearts on the, on the thread. So, um, Barrow, you always like the cats. Selwood's a great captain and hate the Tigers. Oh, See, yeah, they're my second team, the cats. Yeah, so, my, sorry to say Libby, that. Libby hates the cats. Okay. You've got a lot of friends who like the cats, which is. Come on, I mean, Bardo, you voted for the cats. Good work. Imagine marrying. Imagine marrying. I think you'll find I voted oh, for both. <laughs> no, no, I, I voted, voted for both for, of them, uh, Sparrow. My old man um, is a Cats fan. It was a Cats fan since 1962. When from oh, the yeah. Riverina, they used to go down to Geelong and then his dad took him to watch a game at Cardinia Park, as then was in 63. That year, they won the Premiership. Oh. Dad would tell me how, until 2007, that was the last year that they'd won the Premiership through 1989 and then 92 and 90. Three minutes 40. <laughs> we got time. So I, I'm backing in my father for Geelong. I would like to see a Dangerfield, Dustin Martin. That, yeah. like, that's got a really great... That, that could be amazing as a grand final. Yeah, and, and Lynch and, um, and uh, you know, a shoot-off between Lynch and... Tomahawk. What's his name? Hawkins. Tomahawk. Yeah. yeah. That could, could be awesome. But I think it's going to be wet, so... Yeah, the forecast is wet and low 20s. And Coco, um, after hating on, hating on Geelong, turned his attention to the Tigers... I'm over Cochin too. The bloke cleaned up the sheds once because he saw Richie McCaw and the All Blacks do it. God's gift. Only two things I've seen him do is that high shot on Shield in 2017 prelim and win the toss and kick into the wind of the Adelaide Oval at that final. So, brilliant. Coco's yeah. brilliant. The difference. Yeah, I totally agree. There's something self-righteous about Cochin. He just yeah. Two I don't polished. know whether it's the Lego head or Danny what, Brush hairdo. Danny Brush hairdo. I yeah. just can't stand yeah. him. And just like the nice guy, yeah. like yeah. it's not how he plays. The Tigers have turned heel, but yeah. as I think it was uh, Charlie Clawson said on Two Guys One Cup, they do have an unreal Indigenous side, and I really like, like the Marlian Pickett is still a good story. Yeah. The Rioli thing is brilliant. Shane Edwards, they've got, and I also like their um the Sudanese dude as well. I don't know if you'll play in the grand final. Baba. Chol. Yeah, he's, mm. I, I love his... Mubby old Chol. Yeah, with the mm. hair. Well, did you see um, the yeah, blonde hair going Mick through? Malloy last really year good. had to do the Mubby old Chol haircut when they won. Less than a minute. <laughs> less than a No, we've got two minutes. 155. Oh, less than a minute on my end. Uh, that's right. You need Ooh. glasses. Um, but, yeah, I, what I do like about Richmond is they're a rock bottom. They said, we've got we've to clean this place out from the top. They've got a good... Um, CEO, they've got a good culture and it's all 
it's all worked from there, you know, they've, uh, and it's all about the system and the team and um, that's what I do like about them. Mm. And I, I heard, uh, uh, what's his name? Coach of the Lions uh, talking about game style and he feels that in the wet, it will very much favour uh, Geelong, sorry, uh, Richmond over Geelong. Geelong being a time in possession type team and Richmond being a move it forward and move it on at all costs type mm. of team, a territory team versus a time in possession team. So the way Richmond uh, really interesting to see if that plays out. Years, every, every condition seemed to appreciate their games. Final time. thoughts, final thoughts. I just want to know, was there any other team in t- season 2020 that beat both G- Richmond and Geelong during the regular season? Then the Giants. Haven't done my research on this, but something Definitely. for us we're to hang on. No, they couldn't yeah, have we're been. We're the best. Okay, we're going to go. Norm Smith. Barrow. Woo. Okay, yeah. Norm Smith, where you're watching. Winner is Geelong. By how much? Geelong, Geelong? by 20. Uh, uh, what's his name? I reckon someone like Guthrie will get it if Geelong win. Where are you watching it, Sparrow? Uh, on the couch or at four points. Oh, you lucky bastard. Okay, Richmond I'll be watching by at home. 35 points. Dustin Martin will do it again. And I'm going to be on a mate's couch with surrounded by a 10-year-old girl's sleepover. Should be fine. Uh, Geelong by eight. Uh, what did I say? Guthrie for Norm. And uh, I'll be obviously watching it at home alone as per. Hardest working player. Maybe Caniglio. It might just be an but here's to get it right. it's and Caniglio's had uh, 13. Got to remember the guys. The guys who have emailed us as well. 
we yeah. still got to get back to Ragnar <laughs> and that American dude. Ragnar, Ameri- LA, Scotty Patton. Who was it? Luke, yeah. Did someone put a, an article on the thread from Luke Hodge? Did you read that? Uh, no, I honestly, I've been focusing on other things. <laughs> I'm mostly reading stuff about me. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I'll just get that up just because it's a good balancer. Yeah, how Jeremy Cameron departure can freshen up the Giants. What else do we have? Oh, Jai Caldwell, winning stats, three from... 11. Three from 11, so fuck off. Happy to see you go. Okay, he's in, apparently. But, man. I mean, I, oh. I can lose. Oh, I've got to let him in. That's what I'll do. Yeah, let him Admit. in. Admit. <laughs> With baby. Hey. Oh, MVP. Just, uh, I've got a window, boys. Right, right. It's, it's, it's small, slim, it's sh- and it's shrinking by the second. And it's conveniently having a haircut right now. Excellent. Okay. I've had, well, my, I've had mine this morning, so. Yeah, look, look sharp. sharp. That's, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Had to get, get a lot wild? Off. Wild and wooly? First haircut in fucking 10, 12 weeks or something, so get it all off. Was there a lineup? No, I went to a very dingy barber, so uh, fortunately not. 